Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 237 and it is Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. I am your host, Victor Amoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, and joining us uh, once again live in the Zoom studios, once again making his second appearance on the Codex Prime podcast, he is the host of the podcast, the FAQs Project. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and party people, please give it up for Mr. James, Grandmaster Facts Boyce. Welcome back. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate you two for having me and welcoming me back. I'm sure there's a lot to discuss. Oh, oh, it was a great season. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh yes. Um. Yep. And yes, we will be talking about um uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in full, including the the series finale, um of which there are uh, mixed reactions uh to to this episode, of which I have some uh, reactions as well. I have some copious notes uh, that I took while I was at work. <laughs> so in preparation for tonight's discussion, um. And also, we'll get into uh, some of our thoughts about like, what, we've, what we've been up to, some things we've been watching, uh, reading, or some games we've been playing. You know, you know how it is. You know, we, we do it up big in the, in the nerd verse, as it were. Uh, so yeah, well, let's begin. Um, yeah, uh, James, like how how's life in, in your world? I, everything's wonderful, man. Uh, I, I mean, damn, I wish I was on uh, episode two thirty seven levels. Is, is that what y'all said? Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you... I'm on. I'm on episode 22 of the Facts Project. So, uh, but but I, I can I can digress because we're probably on uh, episode I think 170 of the Party Nerds podcast. Which nice. we're, we're getting up there. We're getting, we ain't on y'all level yet. Jesus Christ, <laughs> boy. man. Yeah, yeah. You know we've we've been we've been doing it since uh, May 2015. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's and I can't believe it's been like six years now. So wow. yeah, time just flies. You know? Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, but 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 you know, but you know y- y'all but you know your your show and party nerds y'all got some quality content too. So you know just keep at it. You know, yeah, hey, you know? much appreciated, man. And and, yeah. and the thing is, y'all have always been friends of the program. It's kind of been a uh, a mutual respect for each other, whether it's been podcasting or just being some uh, dubious nerds alike in all types of knowledge whatsoever. So we always tend to chat going back and forth, whether it's between uh, whether it's between Carl and Ed <laughs> with, with all the video games that you guys talk about. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's just the party nerds of the Codex Prime podcast going back and forth on anything nerd related, it's a mutual respect. Oh yes. All right, so. Oh yeah, abs- oh, it's definitely our love. Yes. Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, um, and, and it's and it's great. You know, that now that we have like you know like like video conferencing te- technology, you know, just bridging the gap. You know, making exactly. You know, so so it's it's it's, it's an amazing thing, and yep. um and also too, I'm looking in the comments here. We have Gary Threat in the chat. Haske. Uh, yep. Uh, he's saying uh, he's acting up early. Hashtag justice for Isaiah Bradley. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so all right. Um, so yeah, man. We'll we'll, we'll get into uh, some things we've been up to. Uh, Carl, uh, what's going on in your world, my friend? Uh, let me see. Um, I finally I'm late as fuck to the game. I finally started watching Invincible. Okay. Just. Right. I'm Bro, only two episodes in. Catch up. What well, what well, is the thing? Did you read the comic book series? 
No, and here's a, and this is something I'm pissed off at myself about. So at my uh, my local shop, I've always seen the number one issue just there. Okay. Just staring at, and never thought to get it. As much as a collector I am now, I'm just like, wow. I just see it and just ignore it. Now that the show come, now that the show's out, I'm just like, I'm looking at your wall. Hey, I'm I'm yeah. I'm looking at your wall. For every every everybody that's seeing what I'm seeing. I'm looking at your wall and Invincible is the best book out of everything you got on that wall. Infinity Gauntlet number Infinity Gauntlet number one? Uh, uh, close. <laughs> spawn number spawn number one. You got the spawn number one back there? Hold on. Yeah, sign it sign and graded. Ah, damn it. Okay, all right, maybe you got a point. Top three then. <laughs> absolute Carnage? No, absolute, yeah. no, no, definitely. Yes. Really? I yes. love Absolute Carnage. I love yeah. Absolute Carnage. And I finished King I finished King in Black. Which was wonderful, and I'm mad that it was only five issues, but the way that it ended was amazing. And now I'm like, damn, I gotta read I gotta read this next Donny Case uh, run. Yeah. And well he's done doing Venom, so it's kinda like Who's he going back to doing? Is he going back to but, doing Thor? But I thought he's going to finish out this run. I, but like the next story is going to be oh, the like next his story. Final yeah, run. but the thing is, that's it. No more Venom yeah. after that. Yeah. So now I was like, all right, I, I got to follow this one now. Yep. And then I messed up. So I messed up. I'm looking, you know, I'm trying to like collect some stuff and, you know, catch up on some of my collections. I'm like, damn. I need the first appearance of Dylan Brock. Uh, My spoiler. So I well, I go on Midtown. I'm like, all right, cool. I think it was like number three. So I get it. Okay, okay. Number three, I'm like, then I look it up. I'm like, damn it, your first appearance was number nine. Mm. Try to look for it, and I just can't spend that much money on Venom number nine. I messed up. You know why? I mean, pretty much. There's a lot of plans in it to behold for Dylan. About who he's going to turn into, and basically they're they're looking at his growth. So people are going to want that comic. Yeah. Oh, they already do, and yeah. I'm mad at myself. The first mad at myself. The, the first appearance of Noel right now. Now that he's a singular character in the Marvel universe, you imagine? I mean, he's already think of it. He's already been mentioned in the MCU. If you really, really think about it. Okay, because uh, I know. No, when did he mention him? Not mention him by name, but something that he did. Guardians 2, when he decapitated the Celestial. Where did they fly to? What was the name? What was the name of the head? Nowhere. It was also it was also in uh Endgame. Nowhere is the Celestial head. Right. Null chopped off. In his fight with the Celestials. Damn, I love. Damn, learn so, See, already teaching me, <laughs> bro. I look. I I I've fallen in love with uh, Noel's character so much. I'm just I'm just glad that he. And it took six what, what six years four four to six years for him to actually get placed with a backstory where he was kind of like leading the way in the comic. That was that's what I thought was like dope. That Donnie just like alluded to him. <laughs> Alluded to him again. Alluded to him over here. Oh, we hear about him. Necrosword this, Necrosword that. 
finally he arrives on Earth. That's what made it dope. And yeah, I need yeah, I need that first spin. I need to get like that whole entire thing because my girl got me the box. I don't think I remember. I think I told you about last time. She got uh-huh. me like the actual King and Black box. So now I was like, all right, I do my absolute carnage in there because that leads up to King and Black. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now I need like the first appearance, which is probably gonna be like hard to find. And all like the other stories, especially when he chopped up when he decapitated the Celestials. So yeah. I'm like, because that's like I, I forget what Venom issue that is, but yeah, it's in there. Yeah, she yeah, wife is gonna have to be mad at me for a little while. <laughs> she, she's like, I can't believe you spent this much. I'm like, it's not the first time. <laughs> Look, I get a package in the mail, uh, maybe once a week, and it's something else with like another book. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and she got her play hobby. I'm, I should be all right. <laughs> yeah. But Invincible, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I'm only two you episodes should. in. You should. It's it, From the books, uh, the first three episodes is about 12 issues of the comic. Right. So it almost looks like they're going tremendously fast, but we got to remember that single issues of comic books are only about 22 to 26 pages. Yeah. So so the frames are pretty quick uh, with the Guardians of the Globe and everything. So you fought, saw that first episode. Which yeah, it did. Probably blew your mind. Yeah. Yo. I just gotta say, uh, somebody posted up a, like, you know, a versus, and I'm like, damn, I wish, like, this show was out, like, before, you know, when we did our episode. Omni Man versus Homelander. Omni Man would have trashed Homelander. Yeah, yeah, Vic, you gotta get on, you, you gotta get on Invincible. Yeah. Especially since you're sick minded and you love blood and guts and Oh, you're a guy, you'll love it. You'll <laughs> yeah. love it. You'll love it. Oh, sure. You know, like, I've I've always wanted to read the comic uh, for a long time. Like, there's the right. omnibuses that I thought about ordering. St- still still thinking about it, too. Um, but I'll, I'll get into the show at some point. Soon it will come to fruition. Watch the show. Mm-hmm. Let it enamor you. And mm-hmm. you'll be taken by it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen. Listen to him. Like, he told you to, he told you to watch Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And what happened? I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. And what, <laughs> I loved it. And what happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Invincible. Um, so you're only two episodes in. Um, okay. Besides that, Carl, anything else? Uh, picked up so I, some type of Falcon and Winter Soldier story. And I'm just, you know, in the mall, went by FYE, and I picked up... Uh, a very short Falcon and Winter Soldier story. Um, Offered his uh, cut off one head. Mm-hmm. Wasn't oh. a bad. Wasn't a bad story. Okay. I just w- I wish I knew exactly which story, which was the um, maybe J- maybe uh, you can help me out with this facts. The uh, source material for the Falcon and Winter Soldier story. Yeah, it's it's fairly new. And generally, anything that's like newer Marvel or DC, I always am reluctant to dive into. I know right. it's like I know it's like from uh, I think it's from like 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't even that far in between where they started to do the collabo uh, issues. And when when they got to it, it was while the MCU was happening because there was this big big hoopla in the news 
that Foggy was going to start implementing storylines from the MCU within the comics, which provided like instant debate. It was kind of like, okay, we have our medium of comic books. Don't fuck with it. You do your thing in the MCU. So that's one of the books that like came out during that time to where they were like, okay, yeah, we're going to try and like fit up some storylines from the MCU into into Marvel, Marvel comic books. And there was a lot of backlash. That, that, that was probably one of them. I'm pretty um, sure that that is. And that's why like a, a lot of people like were reluctant to get that one right there. Uh, I think I still may want to check it out. Like I'm also oh, yeah. mad at myself. Uh, I, I'm trying to find truth, red, white, and black um, trade. I looked Not it bad. up. I looked it up myself um, because I'm mad as shit that Marvel did not do reissues of that while this was going on. You would figure, like, maybe by episode three, we would have got reissues of Red, White, and Black, uh, the story of Isaiah Bradley, and then pretty much everybody will be in content. But no, 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 no. Only in collector's hands. Yep. Issue one is, like, $175, $210, you know what I'm saying, depending on who you get it from, going all the way down to Garland. I mean, shit. I was looking up uh was it the 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 showrunners for the Wednesday Pool podcast. Mm-hmm. He just he just picked up issue 1. He spent good bread for that. <laughs> like Jeez. super bread. And I'm like, "Bro, we're in a pandemic." <laughs> like, what are you doing? like we're in a, we're in a pandemic. You you mm-hmm. might need that for food and shelter later on. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But then like issues 2 through 7, yeah, no, there's 10 bucks, 10, 12, Five, 15, yeah. 15 tops. Like, yeah. that number one, though, uh, that, that should break your bank. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But other than that, I just been pretty just, I just been, you know, coasting. Okay. Chilling. Watch that Mortal Kombat, but we'll we'll save that for another long discussion. <laughs> yeah, a, we 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 got a we got a good topic to get into today. Mortal Kombat. We'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Speak, speaking of Mortal Kombat, I too watched it yet uh, last night um, on HBO Max. I enjoyed it. That's and you know I'll say this. I I enjoyed it. Yes, there was a bit of jank to it. A little bit of jank, little bit of jankiness to it. I mean, I mean, granted, the film was budgeted at fifty-five million dollars, and it showed here and there. But you know, for what we got, you know what? I was, I was entertained. I was entertained. I was it, yeah. it was, be- I was entertained, but walking. Yeah, it was better than Annihilation. You can't dispute that. <laughs> Anything- oh, absolutely. <laughs> First of all, we do not mention we as fans just do not acknowledge. The existence of annihilation. Oh no! So you already violated Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad you will die. Oh wow. my God! Worst. Love the line readings. <laughs> Falcon, the worst. Mm. Yeah. Baraka looked like a Halloween costume. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> the oh. worst. Oh. Goodness gracious. But uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, we'll we'll save Mortal Kombat uh, 2021 for another uh, show, another discussion. Um, looking at the comments here, we got Kyle Chapman uh, joining us. 
Uh, he says that um, he's calling you out, James, for being a Fresh Prince hater. He hasn't forgotten. Ah, yes. <laughs> Kyle, now I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, this is very true. Okay. Mm. I, I believe uh, we did our verses and it was uh, it was Fresh Prince versus, God damn, was it, was it Martin? I think so. Was it Martin versus Fresh Prince? Because if I'm yeah. correct, nobody's touching Martin. <laughs> so, I had to go fresh. I, gotta, I had to go with Fresh Prince. I just it appealed to me more. Trust me, Martin is great. Martin I'm is not excellent. taking that. I can like rec- I can recite lines from Martin for days. I'll be here for a while. <laughs> it comes on on my over. It comes on when I work my overnights, and I'm I'm thoroughly entertained. Yeah. And. But it's like, I don't know, just Fresh Prince just got me. It's just, it has a place in my, it has a much warmer place in my heart than mine does. It does. Eh. At least I know uh, Martin had a raggedy-ass apartment, and I couldn't identify with somebody that lived in a big-ass mansion. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean. I know what raggedy-ass apartments look like. I don't know what mansions look like. I mean, I, I mean, I think I think uh, the three of us can agree that uh, neither Fresh Prince nor Martin holds a candle to the classic that is Homeboys in Outer Space. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember you bringing that up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Hashtag reboot Homeboys in Outer Space. Yeah. <sighs> Hashtag don't. Um, <laughs> Would they get a good one good season? Um, no, no. They made at that. Did they have? I mean, that's if you this. look, if you look up Homeboys in Outer Space on Wikipedia, they don't even have the pic, like their pet picture. They don't even have like the title picture. They have a newspaper article about the show. That's a damn shame. <laughs> that's that's the old UPN lineup. Like, oh man! Like that wasn't the WB. That was the UPN UP. lineup. For oh um, my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, actually, if you listen to Little Brothers, the Minstrel Show. They made fun of the UPN. They called it the UBN, yep. the U Black Niggas Network. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I used to call. I used to say UPN stood for underpaid Negroes. Yeah. Very good. See, like, I like that. Mm. <laughs> oh man, UPN. God, the the, the late nineties was a weird time. Uh... <laughs> Malcolm and Eddie was uh eight o'clock, and I think Homeboys in Outer Space was like eight thirty, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they had the Hughleys. Yes. Um, yeah. Gosh, what a time. But uh, but yeah. Speaking of shows, um, we are we, we are gonna get into the show uh, for this week, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, or should we say Captain America and the Winter Soldier? Um, There's uh, Captain America and the White Wolf, sir. Yeah, Captain America <laughs> and uh, um, his white friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, a spoiler warning. Uh, spoilers all over the shop. We are going to get into every episode, including the finale of uh, Captain America and the White Wolf, aka the Winter Soldier, aka Bucky Barnes, aka uh, Sarah's next boo. Um, yes, we're going to get into all of that. Um, and, 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 the recipient of the cookout ticket. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. He's in there. He's in there. And here's the thing. 
he showed up to the cookout with, with a plate. He brought food. <laughs> he brought food. <laughs> that he did. And it wasn't. And it wasn't potato salad. Nope, he brought he cake. He was smart. He brought a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> See, Sam, Sam, Sam Wilson. I mean, I mean, Bucky Barnes. He knows. He he's learning. He's he learning. He's learning, man. Quick for somebody that was born in the thirties. Mm-hmm. He just adapted. <laughs> he certainly did. He certainly did. But yes, <laughs> but yes. So uh, we are gonna get into uh, the uh, season, a uh, series finale, episode six, One World, One People. Uh, you know, directed by Carrie Scogland, who directed all the episodes uh, in in the series. I'm um, also uh, the show run the the the, the show was uh, ran uh, and created by Malcolm Spellman, who was the lead writer of all the episodes. Um, so yeah, uh, this episode um, just a just a brief summary. Uh, we finally see the debut of Sam Wilson's uh, Vi- Wakanda created vibranium fueled Captain America suit, and it looks awesome. Um, uh, we also see. Um, uh, the the dollar the Dollar Tree Captain America save a lot Steve Rogers he makes an appearance who cares about him uh, we also have we also we also uh, we also see um, uh, the climactic um, end end game of the Flag Smashers of which I have a lot of uh, things to say and we also see the resolution of Isaiah Bradley's storyline so mm. gentlemen uh, let's begin uh, I have questions. Yes, I, I, as as do I, and we'll get into all of them. Uh, all right, I'm I'm going. I'm just gonna go right out with it. Right. Did you right. like Did you like Sam Wilson's entrance with the new outfit? I did. I you did. did. Him crashing through a window and standing up. I did. You liked that? I, I I like I liked it because I thought it was. You got. I, I, I thought God, that was whack. No, okay. See, well, I can understand like um, how how from 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 your perspe- how from your perspective and out of others how like he just he just arrives, you know, right. just crashes through a scene, just just shows up with the costume. There's no grand reveal of him putting it on. No. And then he gets on his Bluetooth like he's uncle at the barbecue. <laughs> right, hey, but but. Hey, Bucky, damn. <laughs> I was like, I, but I, I I enjoy I I thought it was a little bit refreshing that we didn't get that grand reveal of him in the full in the full costume the full regalia I thought it was just like it was just cool just him just getting into the fray and you know mm-hmm. we just we just see him in the costume like he's just he just embraced the role and you know we just got to go with it I thought it was cool you know because I remember when well when Steve Rogers his equal mm-hmm. uh, basically uh, in Infinity War when he got his newest costume when he gave him get when they gave him the nomad look yeah if you remember the train scene the train goes by see the shadowy figure proxima midnight throws the sphere he catches it you see his outfit for the first time that's a reveal yeah yeah steps out of the shadow and you see him in the outfit he got the full beard and everything mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay all right look like he mean business mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying sam crashing through a window and standing up and hopping on his bluetooth was not the interest I wanted. <laughs> okay. But I mean, he went straight to bit, but he went straight to business though, and that's when you're like, oh shit! Like it, it was kind of like it was, it was pretty, it was eye popping to me, just kind of, oh snap! Like he just crashed through the window. Okay. Right. Now, now the suit is dope. The suit is dope. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. identical to the source Absolutely, material. Absolutely, I did. Nailed it. Comic accurate. Vibranium mm-hmm. wings. That's also comic accurate. The Tala and T'Challa and everybody made the, made the suit. We know that. Yeah. You know, so like the suit, whatever the aesthetics were, worked. Yeah. 
didn't like the interest. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I will say that like the the suit, uh, it it it, it was uh, well executed um, because you know when you look at the suit in the comics, it does look cool, but like when you translate certain outfits to live action, it could go either way. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, which is yeah. which is why. A like, la Bane from Batman Forever. Oh, you mean you know, Batman and Robin? Yeah. But Batman and Robin, yes. Yeah. But, and they gave him the wife beater. And the weird ass varicose veins, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Joel Schumacher just made a mockery out of like people's costumes. But yes, continue. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like I said, it could go either way, which is why, like in the original X Men films, we didn't see Wolverine with the yellow uh, spandex. It was just all black yeah. and body, you know, because you really can't pull that off in live action. Uh, but you think so? They just decided to just scrap that and go with white beaters. Uh. I mean, what do you mean for, uh, for Wolverine? Because Wolverine? Wolverine throughout every single movie isn't yeah. white beaters. True, true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's it's, it's like, a it's a good look. Does he him. go stopping at Target? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, he's a he's a he's a he's a simple man, you know, trying to make his way in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on a budget. Y'all need anything? Yeah. Uh, give me an extra six pack of uh, extra large white beaters, Hanes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to tear some shit up tonight. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it, hey, it's it, it it's how it be. It's how it be. But uh, but yeah, you know, we see Sam Wilson, you know, throwing it, holding it down. Um, he's um, he's trying to stop the Flag Smashers attack. Um, with the help of uh, with the help of um, you know Barnes, uh, Bucky, uh, uh, Sharon Carter, more on her later. I got some thoughts about yes. that, and uh, and uh, Johnny Walker, aka um, Dollar Dollar Tree, uh, Captain America, aka uh, Dollar General, uh, U.S. Agent, aka. Does anybody read your comic? No. Anyway, so yeah, uh, we see. Well, one thing, one thing. Can we just give? Wyatt Russell some credit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Because Absolutely. He Absolutely. did his job. He did yeah, his he did. job. Mm. We hate him. Yes. Wyatt yeah. Russell's doing an excellent job. Mm. He, 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 does, he has done an excellent job. Yeah. And and to be honest, like, let, let's just say this. Episode one, he didn't yeah. even speak a word. Mm. All he did was just hop up on screen. Social media went berserk. It yes. is. Already the hate was brewing. Then oh, yeah. he finally says some shit out of his mouth. And he comes off as disrespectful, mm-hmm. aggressive, assertive to people who saved the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, then he, then he disrespects Sam Wilson by, by like, hey, man, I, you can be my new wingman. Ah, uh, you don't <laughs> see that? It's like... See that? He was the hmm. second... Yeah, yeah. U.S. Hey. was the second most hated man. Yes, the second... <laughs> Second most hated man in that show. And and he mm. pulled up with his own token Negro, which I did not like. Because yeah. once again, Marvel proves us horribly wrong by always making the black guy the sidekick. Mm. But recently, of course, with like T'Challa and everything like that. Because Thor had Heimdall. He did. Rhodey for Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Sam for Captain America. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. <laughs> did they all, but they all end up proving themselves. Exactly. And coming coming so, out of life because so, so, Heimdall was Heimdall was badass. Heimdall was badass. Yeah. 
Ragnarok getting all those people to safety. He was murking people left and right. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was, and he, and he went and he went out like a true hero, like a true genius. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, and the first and the first most hated man in this show was the loan officer who didn't give Sam Wilson a loan. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's still want to mark. It's still want to mark out as a fanboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Um. So we see. So we see. Uh. Sam. You know, he's trying to stop the flag smashers. He uh, saves the uh, senators and and those other world leaders. Um, we also see the appearance of Walker who, who appears, um, right after episode five where he makes his DIY bootleg shield. When he, when he made that shield, I was like, okay, that's not going to stand up to That bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, his appearance in episode six bothered me. Yeah. As, as, how quick did it take for him to just start teaming up with, mm. with the heroes? It was like. You guys just fucked me up and took my shield. I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah, like th- that. Yeah. That was that was rushed. Like I think Weird. that. Like 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 not only his, not only his presence, but also like the redemption arc that he was given was completely unearned. And I thought that was right. a huge crack in the in the foundation of this episode because you had Walker who basically who committed a war crime. I mean, understandably, yes, he saw he saw his his friend get get killed, but then he ends up he ends up committing a war crime by by killing by killing a surrendering enemy in front of millions of people on camera. And was he wrong? You think? You yeah, don't think yeah. You... Because because the thing was like okay. He gave he gave into emotion like he 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 lost he lost I mean yes he, he yes he saw his 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 friend his brother in arms die but he gave into emotion and he proved and he proved that he was totally he's he's always been unfit for the role of Captain America but then he just confirmed it and then and then yeah the the and yeah the 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 Senate washed his washed their hands of him and and and, and but 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 and but to to be fair to be a bit fair to Walker he did say that well I'm just doing what y'all trained me to do. But so, this is also in the fact that same person that he killed was holding uh, Lamar while Carly was about to come in for the kill the first time, but John intercepted mm-hmm. to where he broke off and jumped in the, the second time is when Lamar finally you know, caught the end of uh, Carly's kick to the grill and hit a post. Yeah. But the thing is, had not John had intercepted the first one, it would have looked like a tag team WWF match. And he would have got decapitated right then and there. So I think John was kind of in his rights for that one. Mm, I mean, I th- Regard- I, 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 regardless, I mean, we're in we're in the, the age of social, social media. So when he killed Homeboy in public, if if this was like the '90s and nobody had camera phones, and yet there were still people standing around when he did what he did, mm. it'd have been their word against his. He'd have been fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. So but you know. The military, the United States military, can't have that type of pressure on their hands. So you know, they court martial them immediately, probably yeah. publicly. That shit was probably on TV. They didn't show that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. Like you know, they they strip him of his rank and his benefits. Um, ah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. They did. My man it has no type of paper, and and you have to imagine yourself when you're when you're in the military and you only know one way. You only know one type of way to work this is this is what you do for a living mm-hmm. you know and then all of a sudden you get stripped of your rank which is your money and then your benefits which is your quality of life mm-hmm. and it's kind of like uh, what do i do now yeah I, 
you know, I have to, I, I only have one skill. Mm. <laughs> so then it, in comes who? Yeah, in comes uh, Contessa uh, Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Ah, I like how you put all that shit together. That's what's up. Yeah. I still couldn't do it. <laughs> I still couldn't. I put him on the spot. I'm glad you put him instead of me. Yeah. I'm like, I know like Contessa and Angelina. I'm like, you know what? Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. Or you can just call her Val. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, uh, yeah. I mean, she goes by a couple of aliases. Oh. She mm-hmm. is Madam Hydra. Hydra. Madam Hydra. Yeah. Yep. You know, so so there's a couple of ways that this this could go. She of course uh, has a lot of roles in Secret Invasion. She has a role in uh, Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. So she was a, a member of Shield during that time. Mm-hmm. So she's going to play a part in this. Could she still? Is Shield still intact? And if she Shield is still intact, that means Hydra is still in play. Yeah. Right. You know. So that's that's one angle. The other angle is, who is she working for? Yeah. Zemo just got arrested the prior episode. Or I think that was in that same episode. He, he got arrested uh, to where he got put on the raft by the Dora Milaje. Yeah, episode five. Yes. His goal, his mind frame, killing the doctor, making sure that there's no, su- uh, no, no more superheroes out there. He yeah. has a goal to attain to. He just got broken out, but of course he was like almost utilized as a criminal asset. Yep. In a sense. Until they basically reached their goal of what they wanted to achieve, and then they could move on from there. Mm -hmm. He's now on the raft. He also, from episode six, uh, Alfred (laughs) 2.0, his butler, uh, handled the rest of the flag smashers and just like hit the button on their ass. Bow. Yeah. So... It's not far-fetched to say that Zemo is plotting, in a sense, all while this is happening. Mm -hmm. You know, so is Valentina a part of his crew? Is this the ways and the means to recruit members for the Thunderbolts? Thunderbolts. Mm -hmm. Is it? You know, U.S. agent would make a perfect ally. Yeah, he would. He would. Uh, But the thing is, how are we going to get... I'm I'm pretty sure there's going to be a way, but... How do you get Zemo off the raft? Yeah, um, yeah. That yeah, go ahead, Carl. Do you think U.S. agent could be? You know, since he had that, you know, all of us that quick one eighty face turn. Do you think he's just pulling off a front for Zemo to become one of Zemo's allies? Either that, or because he joined up so quickly. And how much like he he looked like he was part of the team at that moment. It could have been a front. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, he had to stand around there and watch uh, Sam ha- give his speeches and everything and look all disheveled. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, man, that's, that's a great speech. He seems like the real Captain America. Like that type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but, but, but the thing is, he had to walk off. They And, and no, Dude is a fucking criminal. He just got court-martialed. They, they should have just arrested him right then and there, which they did not during the court-martial. Mm-hmm. All they did was strip him of rank, yep. and, yet, and yet everybody just gets to go on about their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also, too, like and it, that that also ties ties into his character a bit pretty well because the way uh, uh, Wyatt Russell plays his character, U.S. agent, is that basically like John Walker is like this, this 
this white dude who just fails upwards. You know, like, despite failing at being Captain America and being stripped of his rank, he, I mean, he lucks into a, a new mercenary role as U.S. agent, so he's going to get that paper. You know, he's, yeah. and, and not only that, being U.S. agent, a character who's more morally gray, you know, that's that's a that's a role in which Walker can indulge in his own flaws in, in a way that he couldn't as Captain America. So if it means, you know, more you know, extra, extra judicial, judicial killings here and there, then so be it, you know, you know, who's... He is no, he's no longer monitored. And, and the thing is that plays into the part of a lot of um, military men when they go into being military contractors, when they do get to fight overseas and they, they're not necessarily wearing the, the stars and stripes and wearing, wearing their uniform uh, in benefits, they're just there for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, you're going by company policy. Company policy might not necessarily be exactly what the Geneva Convention is uh, giving you or or the, the terms of engagement. None of that is bolstering any type of any type of forefront for him anymore. So he has free range to do exactly what he needs to do at all times now. Mm-hmm. But if that means for him leading a team and possibly helping Zemo to get to his point, that could be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and the, yeah. As much as he was hated, it would, he would definitely be a dope character to put alongside Zemo in that facet. Now, in the comics, was he uh, a member of the Thunderbolts? He was not. Mm. He was not. I mean, uh, to, to be honest, the best Thunderbolts lineup was probably Ghost Rider, Deadpool, Red Hulk, Punisher. Mm. Without see. Zemo. Oh. Without Zemo, that that was probably like the best one. Yeah, that's that's a lineup. That's a lineup, because all the motherfuckers are are just vicious. Yeah, that's a lethal squad. Oh, actually, Uh it wasn't Punisher. It was uh, Agent Venom. Okay, Agent Venom. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this is uh, piquing my interest of what uh, a Thunderbolts show or movie would would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but yeah, it's, look, it's, it's Suicide Squad. Thunderbolts is Suicide. Yeah, Squad. it's the same thing. Okay, it's the exact same thing. Yep. We form we form criminals who are still basically a group of antiheroes. Yep. Yeah, doing like off the book missions that the government exactly. pretends don't doesn't want to acknowledge. You know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, and hopefully, I mean, I'm, it'll be better written than the Suicide Suicide Squad movie we got back in 2016. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, like like getting back to to the episode as well. Like, but like and like and like we said, uh, James, um, I think that uh, like you, I think that Walker's uh redemption was pretty rushed and unearned. Like I said, yes. um, and and although I will say like there's what there was one moment too where um. Where where Carly Carly said said a line that was really out of pocket, where 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 Carly was like, "Hey, listen, like I don't, I didn't mean to I don't I don't want to, I didn't mean to kill people that don't matter," referring to Lamar, and which yeah. which is which is oh, naturally said. Oh, the, the Black Lives Matter. You, yeah. Lamar didn't matter. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. When I when I watched, it, I was like, I was like, come on, Marvel, come on, Marvel. You're laying it yeah. on a little thick there. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I didn't think. I didn't think. I didn't. Wasn't even like thinking of it like that. I didn't. I, like, I, just I didn't think, think of it until after. 
like that. I didn't think of it. it like it was like later on, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, get the fuck out of here. Really, John <laughs> Walker's over here pulling the BLM card? Who's this shit? <laughs> Yeah, and and then like uh, alt- and then like you saw um, Walker have a choice between either pursuing Carly or saving the the van full of uh, senators and world right. leaders, and he chooses the latter. Um, but 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 then like what, what what I found really jarring too right after that moment was where he starts like being quippy and like being chummy with with Bucky, like after right. the fact. I'm like, look. No, just just an, just an episode ago, no, you committed no. you committed a war crime and you were staunchly against Falcon and Winter. What what is this? This is this is yeah. this is just incomplete writing right here. Right, Bucky Bucky basically tore a couple. Looked like he took a tore a couple lig- ligaments in his arm. Yeah, and yet we cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like he ripped the shield from his grasp, broke breaking his yeah. arm in the process. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he drops a, and then Walker drops a Lincoln quote, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we're cool now. I get to, yeah. I get to throw quips like with the with the other Marvel heroes. I'm a big boy now. Nope. No. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, I don't think that um, Car- Carly, the Flag Smashers, or as I heard another podcast call them, the Benetton Crew, because <laughs> they, they look like a Benetton ad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that they were formidable foes. They were just basically there to pose a message hmm. about what what earth looked like before the blip and it's it's, yeah. it's more so when whenever marvel makes a message in a in a show hmm. it's pretty much going to cast itself and spread into something else into another show so there's got to be like a pinpoint uh of what the flag smashers are hmm. and it's going to turn up somewhere down the line maybe in another show maybe in the cinematic universe we don't know but the yeah. thing is, generally, when they do, when, when Marvel does shit like that, you almost have to take it, put it in an envelope and seal it and just basically put it on the table and be like, message to be open later. Yeah. Because something's going to happen with that. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, you're, you're definitely happening a lot. But I will say I love, what I do love that Marvel was doing is their, transi- their transition, it, it's... Like, what's the word I'm looking for? I was thinking about this earlier today, trying to get some of my thoughts together while I was at work. But it was like, um, it's a, it's a slow transition because it's not like, uh, okay, everybody's back from the snap. Right. Everything's all hunky-dory. I'm like, no. People went through some shit with this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's why when, we're but, seeing that. Yeah. And well, they're showing you, like this. Yeah. When you talk about uh, Sam uh, with his sister at the bank. You know, like Sarah's looking at Sam like, I don't know why the fuck we're here. Like, I've tried this at least six times. I'm telling you that when everybody came back from the blip, everything went back to the way it was pre, you know, pre pre blip Hmm. to where I could not get loans here. They were giving out loans during the blip to other people, not to me. So shit has not stayed the same, regardless of how many people got snapped away. You know, so but but the thing is, there's a regardless of how much Sarah suffered, there's also people that benefited from the snap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and 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 also too, like um, looking at the uh, the flag smashers as well. Like, I think I think part of their problem too um, is that uh, their motives, their motives throughout the show, like they were vague. 
like they were they were too broad and they they were they, but they weren't specifically defined they didn't have like a clear specified goal in mind beyond you know they want a world without borders okay right. but 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 what else is there like and and and, and too like and like we 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 still don't we still have no idea no clear idea what the world was like during the blip like there's no show there's no marvel show exactly. or film that depicts what those 5 years were like so 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 with the flag smashes like as the audience members we have to do a lot of blank filling and mm-hmm. that doesn't really help the flag smashers when they have vague motivations to begin with you know and yeah you're right because we got pieces like here and there like they told some stuff on endgame uh very little bit in um well not necessarily wandavision yeah, basically but, yeah just well, endgame monica, and yeah. monica when she woke up in the hospital yep well yeah we saw like the initial like return because we didn't see that in Endgame. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it happened. The phone rang. That was just like okay, everybody's back. Mm-hmm. But we didn't see everything else. We didn't see like everybody coming from turning from dust to human. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then all that chaos that happened in Wandavision. Like, oh my god! Like, wait, wait. Where'd you come from? Oh my God! This everybody's just coming back, and all this chaos in the hospital and all that. So like, yeah, my yeah, like to what you said, Vic. Like, there's still missing pieces of that puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A- almost like a Game of Thrones, just a better told story. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and al- and also too, um, um, there there's a there was a really good article that I saw uh, online uh, from Collider. Uh, which which uh, which is titled um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier: uh, How the Flag Smashers Highlight Marvel's Problem with Sympathetic Villains, and the Flag Smashers um, what illustrate a problem that we see with certain villains in the MCU, like for example with with Killmonger, and and to a certain extent like other characters like um, Adrian Toomes, Vulture, uh, and even yep. and even Quentin Beck, Mysterio. In which you have you have villains with legitimate motivations. They have legitimate grievances. Like they, these these people aren't evil just to be evil. Like they had they're they're railing against. They're affected by certain systemic injustices, and they want to find a way to change that. The problem is the way they're presented in in, in MCU properties is that they're presented as so extreme that by extension their ideas, however legitimate they are, seem incompatible to the status quo. And so when you're watching it as a viewer, you're like, okay, there. Not only are their motives bad or, or their actions bad, by extension, their ideas must be flawed as well. And, mm-hmm. and 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 for example, like when you look at the 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 flag smashers, yeah, they want a world, you know, without without borders. You know, they don't want they don't want to you know be you know cast out into like these camp, refugee camps, you know, and, yeah. ha- and have their lives upended by these by these big governments. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the problem is it's like okay it's like you're watching that in the first three episodes it's like okay you agree with the flag smashers you're like okay yeah they, they have a legit they have a legit motivation i do see where they're coming from you know there's a shade of gray that that we can work with but just like with the with other with other mcu villains like with killmonger for example they commit an extreme action they kill some innocent people not not because not because it's a natural thing for them to do but because the plot calls for it it's like okay, right. these are villains. Right. They ha- we have to we have to root against them as as viewers because we you know we can't sympathize with the devil, so to speak. So we got to have them commit this. They, they, we got to have them kill people just so we don't root for them. And it's like, 
it's like, man, it, it, it just feels so shoehorned. It's like, it's like just because they're villains, you don't have to have them commit atrocities for us to like say, okay, we can't root for them anymore. They're irredeemable. Yeah, it's, right. it's that that's not really earned, you know. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at it now. Okay, Wandavision has had to deal with the the snap. Mm-hmm. Endgame has had to deal with the snap. Kind of Falcon and the Winter Soldier played their ways around it because it was discussed frequently. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, how many more shows are we going to have to go through where the snap has had an effect on everything? Is this going to be an ongoing thing in the MCU? Or by the time we get to Loki, is all this shit going to get fixed? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because, like, um, and, and plus, too, because it's like there's only so much... Um, there's only so many uh, times you can revisit like the effects of the blip, you know, in throughout in throughout Phase Four, unless there's like unless they're planning like a certain series or a film that that definitively shows what happened in those five years, so we can like put a bow on it and move on. Then Ant Man, like Ant Man, oh. <laughs> Ant Man. <laughs> okay, okay. There we go. Yeah, we could we, hey. we could see an Ant Man sequel doing that. Quantanium and the villain is King, so might as well figure it all out right in there yeah yeah there you go yeah th- there it is yeah. that's the solution and 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 also like a, a sidebar speaking of loki um do we know if that's going to be a prequel series or is that going to be uh, taking place like like after like post no it's a interconnected alternative timeline series because if you remember from endgame basically he had the cosmic cube he fucks with the time frame and as soon as he blips away he gets snatched up by the time variance authority so the time variance, time variance authority are the ones who basically uh, control the constructs of time, mm-hmm. and anything that is misplaced within time, they are there to fix. But mm-hmm. they feel that this is so catastrophic that they need Loki to basically utilize him in order to put things right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. Now I'm now. I'm, this I'm, is a multiverse story, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and which looks like which what looks like that's going to be the direction mm-hmm. that Phase Four is going into. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a straight multiverse story. This is like, well, I can't say it's Flashpoint Paradox. That's excellent, but yeah. I'm just saying in that in that in that realm. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking back to the scene in Endgame where um they 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 where Loki and Tony Stark were back in the 2012 uh, post mm-hmm. post Avengers, and then like when Loki caught the cosmic cube and escaped. I think that's. I think that Loki is going to be the one that we're going to follow in the series. That'll be the one. Okay. Yep. Because gotcha. the the Loki that we know from this time frame is dead. He's dead. Yep. Oh yeah. Thanos killed him. Yeah. Yeah. So so the thing is like the Loki that's arrested, the one that's basically had the cosmic cube that backed up and basically turned on the space stone so that he could get you know transport out of there. Yep. This is the bad Loki. This is not. Man. This is not the the reformed Loki. The one that. That has uh, fake died and fell in love with his brother again, only to see the, see the son one day. Like this is still this is villainous Loki right now. Okay, all right. Wow, interesting. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how how his story uh, wraps up. Um, yeah, because like because Tom Hiddleston, um, like he he plays the hell out of the role, and hopefully this will wrap up his character uh, and style. Because like you know, honestly. I mean, honestly, like I don't want to see Loki beyond any in any more Marvel properties after this show, because I think that he's his the characters run his course, and and if and if you have him if you have him beyond anything beyond the show, it's just fan, it's just pure fan service at this point at the expense of the story. Yeah. yeah so. 
But uh, th- there might be a, uh, a way out of this because um, Marvel's starting to play into their alternative players for certain characters. Mm-hmm. With uh, with with the Captain America now having its se- second coming. Yep. There was a female Loki in some sense. There's going to be a female Thor that's going to get put out there. Who knows if there's there's a ways and a means to transfer characters. This Loki series, because it's an alternative timeline, there might be a way to introduce this new female Loki. Loki's Mm -hmm. been in mad movies. Pretty sure, you know what I'm saying, it's kind of like, I'm I'm, going to have to wrap this up at some point. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, at some point, it's like Tom Hiddleston's probably thinking, all right, this is cool. I appreciate the Disney Marvel money, but I got to move on. I can do more than just this. Really, bro, I can't even walk in public. I can't. I'm typecast now. I can't do any other movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, like, they, like, I, I, anything else I see him in, I'm like, that's Loki. Pretty much any Marvel cap. Anybody right. who's been in MCU. He has to grow facial hair. <laughs> that's the only that's yeah. the only way he's gonna win his way out of this. He can't do that shit to yeah. make face no more. Yeah. None of that. Yeah, it's honestly sometimes honestly it gets to the point where it's like I tend to forget that Chadwick Boseman was not really like um I don't wanna say African, but like like I literally just thought like he had an accent. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course he does not, but but the thing is, it made you feel like that because he tagged us in after. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's, he's an amazing. He was an amazing actor. R.I.P. Taken from us way too soon. Oh, um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the last we see of the Flag Smashers. But uh, perhaps their 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 message might resonate, like you said, James, um, in future. Uh, MCU uh, films and shows, so we might hear back from them at some point in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, but but hopefully hopefully this will be a a start for Marvel to introduce more morally complex villains and, and, and you know not have them you know devolve into just typical okay irredeemable killing machines because you know we've had enough of that. Right. Like, um, like like my man Bat Rock, who's played in a couple movies. Yeah, and and and, and to be honest, in this series, he be, he became a formidable villain. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he he survived getting knocked out by Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. only to come back and get damn near sucked out of a helicopter by Sam Wilson. Yep. And then finally, the way he goes out, I was like, dude, this dude's been in some diabolical fights, and he he goes out in a in a like a standoff shootout. <laughs> yeah, a Mexican standoff, and he gets shot. I'm like. like I'm like, man, I've seen Ted Rock do some amazing shit. There's like, like, oh, I don't do blackmail. Bow. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, oh, okay. That that's it. That's that's how his story ends. That's it. Oh man, it was yeah. sad. He he went out like ghosts from power. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, or like Omar in the wire. Yeah, yeah, he got shot by the little kid. Oh my god! Oh man, man, you bring it up a bad memory, such a bad memory. Yeah, I remember seeing that episode. I was like, I I think I ran in the street. So I was like, I'm like, yo, greatest show on earth, greatest show on earth. They get rid of the best character, a little kid shot him. Oh, I was so heated when I saw that. I I had to, I, I had to pause. And I was like, and you that, little fucking shit. Yeah, <clears throat> yo. And, and he was the most ignorant. He, 
in the show, this little kid was the most ignorant bastard you ever seen in your life. Oh, and God, every man. hood got one. Every hood got like a little ignorant, badass little kid. And he yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah, and and he had an and he had an ignorant ass name too, Canard. Canard. You know? <laughs> yo, if I'm sorry, yo, sidebar, parents. If you name your son Canard, then you doom your son to be a fuck up to society. Oh, Real talk. God damn, I can't remember his name. God damn, I forgot Yo, his name. <laughs> ain't nobody, ain't nobody named Canard who did any good for any damn body. Nope, I ain't never heard no doctor's name Canard. No nope. lawyers. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There's a high school foot. There's a high school football player named the coldest. The- oh my god. Well, look, uh, look, the Brickashaw. Oh. Brickashaw Ferguson for, said, for the yeah. New York said told people when he got drafted it's a family name. Oh, for, for, for who? Uh, okay, is this like the Key and Peele East West Bowl skit? <laughs> exactly where they got it from. To very the day, like the Brickashaw <laughs> Ferguson, mm-hmm. Barcavius Mingo. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-huh. Uh, Tavariusness King. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But remember, the third one, they actually had, like, those real players with those weird names. They're all the Yeah. Maybe because if you are born down south, you're going to get an interesting name. Yeah. A.A. Ron Balake. To any of our down south listeners, that's no disrespect. Y'all just y'all know some weird-ass people with some fucked up names. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Man, The Wire. Okay. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, <kidding>. but yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, uh, okay, so when we got to episode five and into episode six, yeah, the last scene of episode five was well, not the last scene because the last scene was the suitcase and the Pulp Fiction fucking bright light hitting Sam in the face because he got some shit for Wakanda. Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But the last sequence of dialogue in episode five was mm-hmm. that heart to heart. With Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. To where Isaiah basically gave him the probably the biggest one line I've seen in a Marvel movie. What self respecting black man would want to be Captain America? Yeah. And the next frame is Sam opening up the case. Mm-hmm. Me, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I like, God. Damn, I was like, yeah, you ain't even think about it, did you? <laughs> I mean, it's Wakandan technology. You you don't say no to you that. Can't, you don't say no to that. <laughs> like, like he opened the suitcase. He was like, damn, I ain't know what I ain't know the child was going through vibranium on these wings. <laughs> oh, and he got me a new red wing. Oh, shit, I'm wearing uh, it. Yeah. I'm wearing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm wearing this. Would oh, you? It got, it got a face helmet like around the face that comes with. Oh, I'm wearing this shit. Yeah. I'm wearing to the club tonight, man. Shoot. <laughs> to the point, to the point where you know when they started broadcasting that shit on TV, Isaiah was probably at home like sucking his teeth, like. <laughs> God damn. Straight up. <laughs> what? 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 Like, what, what, what like, like, man, these old these these new cats don't fucking listen. <laughs> Telling his grandson, see, 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 this boy hard headed right here. This boy hard headed. You don't want to be like him. <laughs> But yeah, Eli's sitting there like, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, I kind of do. Because I have super serum in me. Oh. <laughs> they know that shit, did you? Yeah. But, 
he does become Patriot. So he does become Patriot. And I I was hoping that in some form or fashion that they were going to allude to the fact that Eli probably already has super serum blood in his body. Mm. Oh, that's right. But that means, but that means his father, Eli's father, would have had it because Isaiah is the grandfather. Isaiah is the grandfather, but uh, I think if I remember correctly, in one of his storylines, his son dies young. Hmm. I think it's like a car crash or some bullshit. Oh, okay. And that's why he takes care of his grandson. Ah, gotcha. Right. Because the kid was about to be an orphan, and then he ends up taking care of him. Batman, Robin type shit, you know, you gotta... Yeah, but... Yeah, storylines. So, yeah. but but the thing is, I think it was uh, something happened to where he acquired the super serum to where Eli now has it. Mm-hmm. But he's he's an original Young Avengers, and of course they've pretty much alluded to every single Young Avengers uh, cast member in all these Speed and Wiccan, right? And Wandavision, Eli. So now right. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Cassie Lang. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and soon to be Kate Bishop. Oh yeah, um, Kate Bishop is, is she? Um, she's, she's not gonna a, be new Hawkeye. Hawkeye's daughter. She's gonna be, right? she's gonna be a new, uh, the new Hawkeye. There's only one person missing. One person. Hawkeye. Exactly. Hmm. And you still have Secret Invasion and Captain Marvel two, which are gonna come out, and where they could allude to that. And and if you know from Secret Invasion, they've started to like introduce all these female characters. And if you've known from Secret Invasion, there's two prominent female characters who happen to be scrolls. Princess Anel, Princess Veronica. Princess Anel happens to be Hulkling's mom. Yeah. You know, she's the one that basically had a relationship with Marvel, and they pretty much have Hulkling, who is of Cree and scroll, uh, and scroll blood, yep. and is picked as the chosen one. Mm. And then her death propels for him to be on earth he has to hide his identity and all this other type of shit so he don't get murked queen veronica is out there looking for him and there's so much that could lead into this i'm like right now i'm just projecting (laughs) (laughs) yes my thing my thing about that too is uh okay so now marvell was a woman in mcu right so they, they would have to like pick some type of other person of cree ancestry or cree blood Right. To carry on this story, possibly to create Hulkling. Mm-hmm. So there is one Cree person that basically like uh, left ca- the first Captain Marvel, which was Jude Law's character. Who knows if yeah. he has a relationship with a scroll, unbeknownst to him, or maybe somebody else. Maybe somebody knew. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. But I've did, we've heard like a couple like news clippings where they said that they were thinking about introducing Hulkling somewhere later on in the future, but. His backstory of him being born is dope as hell because it is Secret Invasion, it is Secret Wars, hmm. and it could play a part. Okay, yeah, that's gotcha. yeah, that's that's going to be some interesting territory because I know um, uh, Amelia Clark was cast uh, recently exactly for Secret Amelia, Wars. yeah, Amelia Clark. I forget the the sister's name. Um, there was this uh the. I, I can't think of it. It was like this, this light-skinned girl. They uh, they announced that she was going to be in Secret Invasion. So everybody was trying to guess who she was, and they were thinking it was it was going to be Queen Veronica. Hmm. And then when Amelia Clark got cla- got cast, and then I 
basically, I, it, generally, if you're getting put into a Disney Plus show, you might not end up being a recurring character. Yeah. You know, so if she's Princess Anel, she has Hulkling, she's probably going to die. Yeah. Done. Mm. And and just have at it right there. So that that that'll pretty much like be the end of it. Mm. But it's we haven't gotten the Kree Scroll War. We pretty much have all these like interluding battles that are happening within uh Captain Marvel's universe yeah. interlinking themselves, but we haven't seen the amassed Kree Scroll mm. War. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the battle scenes and everything like that. We haven't seen none of that. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be major when we see that, and yeah. and hopefully, hopefully this uh, this this cosmic uh, aspect of the MCU uh, will be better than what we saw with the Inhumans, which was a missed opportunity, unfortunately. Yeah. You know? And they had a giant bulldog. How can you go wrong with that? Uh, lockjaw. Yeah. Lockjaw, man. Yeah, lockjaw was cool. <laughs> even in the, even in the show, lockjaw was cool. Yeah. In the so, show, in the show, he was the best part. Mm. Yeah, those two episodes that I saw. And and, and and no, I love the Inhumans. I've never thought that Black Bolt held any common sense for me as a human being. I ha- always had a lot of questions whenever I read a Black Bolt comic. Mm-hmm. I was like, this motherfucker can't even stub his toe. Oh, He'll yeah. blow up the entire fucking planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, bro, you, you got to make love to your wife. <laughs> you got to be quiet the whole time. <laughs> like you, Medusa's a weird woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, like your ass for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. But but back to Isaiah. I mean, who knows from here on out? Does he play the role of mentor? Because literally, right after this, I think it was like right after episode six, newsflash, boom, Captain America four is going to come right out. Yep. Like like we're about to put this shit in development. None. I'm like, okay, uh, I wasn't ready for it. I was, I thought I was, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so is Isaiah Bradley going to play the part? And and no, Carl Lumbly has done an amazing job. Is Isaiah Bradley, can I just say that? He has. Abs- God tier. Yeah. God tier status. He, he's probably had uh, 20 minutes of screen time. Yeah. And admit. Yeah, and it's a testament to uh, not only Carl Lumbly's performance, but also the writing, too. Because I got to tell you, when when I saw the reveal uh, of his exhibit at the at the Captain America Museum, uh, I got to tell you, man, I did not expect this. It hit me from out of nowhere. I cried in that scene. Oh, I cried. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, when, when I when I just just to see the look of awe on his face when he saw his statue and then you saw the. The, the the plaque like, just describing his his journey, and then when he sees Sam Wilson, and then Sam's like, now no now no one now your name will never be forgotten, ever. Mm-hmm. And then they embrace. I was it like, broke it broke me up. I was like, don't do this to me, Marvel. Don't do this to me. Don't Best do this job. to me, Marvel. <laughs> I'm glad you saw it that way because I saw a totally different perspective, sir. Oh okay. I, what, what I saw was that they walked him in. And let him, you know, he was looking at the Steve Rogers exhibit, mm-hmm. and and then Sam goes, "Hey, back here, they, they put this motherfucking statue in the back of this back <laughs> museum in the cut." Ah, you behind the curtains. Okay, all right, all right. There, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say there's a reason for that because here's the thing, um, you know, the government still believes 
that the U.S. government still believes that uh, Isaiah Bradley is dead. And I think that I think per per Isaiah Bradley's wishes, perhaps he was like, okay, I don't want this to be a big spectacle or anything. So, you know, I appreciate you, Sam, for for taking the time to have this exhibit made. But, you know, you know, we can't obviously we can't have a public reveal because, you know, the government will find out, oh, shit, Isaiah Bradley's been alive this whole time, all these decades. So, you know, what, the fact that you went out of your way to do this for me, I, I appreciate you. You are the man. Um, make us proud, my brother. Bong bong boom. That's I how feel I like it should have been done differently. The speech that he gave to the government about why the flag smashers were after them in the first place, yeah. and why a black man wearing the stars and stripes understands the 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 pain and ridicule of what the flag smashers were all about to the government. I felt like that whole speech mm-hmm. could have been supplanted tucked away somewhere, maybe later on down the line mm-hmm. in replacement for a speech, just like how T'Challa, when he was opening up his borders in Wakanda uh, mm-hmm. to the United Nations, Iron Man, when he gave his first speech to the UN, um, what was the, to, to, to Congress, basically notarizing that he is Iron Man. Sam should have got up in front of a podium and told the story of Isaiah Bradley to the American public with cameras on him. Not saying that he's alive, but basically pointing out the fact and broadening the uh, the superhero initiative that was given to Steve Rogers and put him on a pedestal for so many years mm-hmm. that they missed their assignment because while Steve was on ice, it was a black man saving your motherfucking ass. Yes. Mm-hmm. So much so that he did it in covert missions. Nobody ever knew that he existed. He went and saw most of his most of his people uh, get get harmed emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, and and to go uh, to to basically find out that the super serum program was a profit sharing program that was going on between Hydra and the U.S. government. And when he found that shit out. He ended up getting locked up. Yep. For, but it was 30 years in the MCU. It was 17 years in the comic. Mm-hmm. In that meantime of him going to jail, his wife dies. You know what I'm saying? He His kid is sitting out there alone in the world. I think it was, uh, I forget who was being raised by his sister or something like that. But his kid was without his parents. He finally goes home and he has a different perspective of the America that he basically got into because all that happened to him in the beginning was that he joined up, he signed on the dotted line, he got enlisted, and as soon as he got enlisted, he got strapped to a chair and somebody put a needle in his fucking arm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is and and then because you you're you, you necessarily work for the government. You have to follow the mandates. You got to follow the follow the orders. Basically, what John Walker was talking about. I did everything that you trained me to do, mm-hmm. and I followed every single order, which is why I didn't feel bad for him when he killed the terrorists in the middle of the street. They gave him an object an objective, and he followed through. So when you basically like conquer an objective and everything, mission complete. I get to go home. Boom. Not in this case. He did his job. Not only did he save, uh, you know, save a bunch of people because he was he was uh, operating during World War II, but he saved 
the the company men who were in his in his squadron platoon, whatever the hell you want to call it. And in the meantime, pointed out something that was happening behind the curtain that the U.S. government was hiding the whole time. And then all this shit happens to him. Of course, of course he would be upset. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course he would have this discerning factor. What? Why else would he tell Sam, you know, why the fuck would you want to rock that shield? When, when he started to unzip it in the, in the yard and he he's like, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't take that motherfucker out. Leave that shit in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that line that hit me, if you ain't bitter, then you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, basically, you know, we're going through, we're going through this with uh, almost our, our blinders on the entire time when, when you're in the military. You get your directives, you go. It's a, it's, it's a track race. Once you hear the gunshot, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you get those directives and everything, there is no no. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you heard it. I was telling the story of uh, when, when I was in uh, two weeks. Uh, I, I was in the military, and uh, right after 9-11, two weeks after 9-11, I got sent to my first deployment in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. In between that time, I had to get my anthrax shot. Mm-hmm. Now, note that the, uh, the United States was going through their uh their scares of anthrax that was happening during that time mm-hmm. anthrax all of a sudden these motherfuckers had a vaccine like this like i think it was within a month and a half mm-hmm. i had to get one before i went and it was like if you say no you finna get kicked the fuck out this motherfucker because there was a couple cats that was like oh i'm not putting that shit in my body okay cool quality of life gone mm-hmm. no benefits you know no no rank peace out uh, dishonorable discharge, mm-hmm. stupid shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You you disobeyed a direct order. Then for those of us, it was like, oh, I I gotta continue to get my bread. Took the shot, went on about their business. But in the meantime, we had to follow an order. It's like you're getting the shot. It's not like check yes, check no. There's none of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's totally valid. You know, I mean, I know with, uh, with, with Isaiah Bradley, you know, he has every, I mean, I mean, he has every right to be embittered. I mean, every right. Every right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the thing is he tried to talk Sam out of that shit. Yeah, he did. He did because like he, because perhaps what was going through his mind most likely was that I don't want Sam to go through what I went through. What if he ends up getting it jammed up like I did yep. and gets sent away, not never to be seen again. Yep. And, 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 I, but I, but I will, I will say that, you know, to see, uh, Isaiah Bradley, you know, for the first time have some legitimate hope that, okay, you know, I know, I know, you know, Sam Wilson, he's, he's, he's Captain America now. Even Sam has acknowledged that there are still millions of people that don't like the fact that he's a black man wearing the stars and stripes, even though he played a role in saving the world from like the biggest existential threat in the universe when Thanos, they're like, they're like, no, nah, we don't want that nigga in the suit. And like, he still, he's, he still has to deal with that. So, yeah. so I think that, I think that Isaiah Bradley at least understands that, okay, I, Sam, Sam's not going into this, you know, jingoistic, you know, you know, I'm the star spangled man with a plan. He's going with this fully with eyes open. Yeah, and I think that and Isaiah Bradley respects him for that. I'm not sure of the talks that they had before and after that conversation because regardless of the fact, uh, Sam knows about the infiltration of the government as well through Hydra. Mm-hmm. 
because he was there during the Winter Soldier period when Steve found it out. Yeah. So he knows all about uh, the derivatives and splinter cells that are happening within the government and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So he understands that part, too. The second thing that Isaiah might be cool with is the fact that he is not a member of the Super Serum program himself. Yes. And he was like, this is a normal dude with a fucking jetpack. Yep. That's it. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and, and it took for, you know, if you remember first Avenger and I always tell everybody like people sleep on Captain America first Avenger because it is definitely a story, not only about the origin story of Captain America, but is also the story of military propaganda and how it is used as a recruitment tool for millions of soldiers, especially for someone that was put on a pedestal like Steve Rogers. Oh, absolutely. Right? You know what I'm saying? So, like, for them doing those USO tours and putting them, have them hold the girl up with the motorcycle and the band playing in the background, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, well, if anybody could beat the Nazis, it's Steve Rogers. He'll kick their ass. And it was like, oh, fuck yeah, sign me up, too. I want to kick some Nazis' ass, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's... It's great in that aspect, but the thing is, I forget the doc. One of the doctors, it wasn't how, how it started, but one of them sat him down and he was like, "There's a difference between a perfect soldier and a good man. Steve, mm -hmm. you're a good man." And that was kind of like that's the difference between the two. That's that. It, Steve was just a good guy, yeah, willing to do. He had goodwill and and willing to do what it takes to win. Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't like now John Walker. He's a perfect soldier. Right. He follows his directives and he gets shit done. Matter of fact, you give him the objective, he is going to do whatever he has to do to get that shit done. If he has to go rogue and do whatever the fuck, that, that was always the difference between John Walker and Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. So it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also, too, like with, with Sam Wilson, you know, the fact that. And, and, and I'm thinking back to a scene where uh, Zemo asked him point blank, blank, like, would you take the super, would you take the super serum? And and Sam, without hesitation, said no. And yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah and and I think Zemo had like a look, had a look in his moment, like, okay, all right, you all right, Sam? Yeah, you know, you all right. I thought I was gonna have to kill you later on, but you all right, you 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 can live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're a good egg. And and plus, like too, is Sam. Like the what the one one of the lines that I liked in this in this speech was that you know he said that you know, um, you know he has no super serum, no blonde hair, blue eyes. The only power I have is that I believe that we can do better. And that 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 resonated with me. Is it? Yeah, because like he's just, he's just a man. And even and even um and even Isaiah Bradley he had this one cool line. He was like, hey, you know when he when he talked about his speech, he was like, hey, listen, you know you ain't no Malcolm or Martin or or uh, Mandela, and then and, and Sam's like, shit, you're right, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But because of all that Sam is is a leader, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And he's a, he's a pretty good leader. I mean, the the fact that his uh, his occupation before he joined up with Steve was he was a grief counselor yeah. for, for 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 military members. Mm -hmm. He was pretty much a psychologist. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, in, in a sense. So he he understands people, so mm -hmm. he has the, every right to talk to them yeah. in the fastest that he that he can. Yeah, because he almost he almost had Carly. Uh, he almost had Carly. Yeah, yeah. he almost had it. The, the Queen of Benetton was almost buckling until John came in. 
Yeah. John came in. Fuck that. It was probably you're under arrest. You've had your time, Sam. And here's the thing. Like, Sam was so close. He was real close. He was just so close. And then just. It was, yeah. The goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I says I'll say that's that's Sam's uh, uh power right there, you know, the the power of empathy. You know, he knows yep. how to talk to people and like see what's really driving them, and that's how yep. we got, and that's how we managed to help Winter Soldier get over his his stuff. Right, and you notice that when he was talking to Carly, how he sat in front of her with his back turned to her mm-hmm. instead of facing her, was already a proven fact of disarmament as far as negotiations are concerned. Mm. You put your back to somebody. It means I'm not going to cause you any harm. You know what I'm saying? He's talking to her over his own shoulder, mm. having the, having this conversation with her. I'm not going to engage with you. I'm just going to talk to you and just show you that I don't I don't mean you any harm. Mm. So she doesn't feel threatened. Then John comes in, of course, and does the aggressive thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good observation. I didn't really think about that, too. I yeah. never even knew that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and the fact that Carly could, like, literally kill him by flicking... Oh, yeah, she could fucking just knock his head off at any moment. But that's yeah. how he chose to, like, speak to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Sam Wilson, you know, he's he's definitely the right man for the for the job. The right man to mm-hmm. carry that shield, you know? And Cap knew. Cap knew immediately. Yeah. I mean, and of course, social media is in an uproar and everything like that. I mean, there's been there's been a lot of a lot of trolling, a lot of racist trolling going on around there now. Cap America, want no color. They didn't call They didn't call him Captain Monkey, mm. and they've called him all types of shit. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's it's good that. This is getting put into the context of how it's coming out now. That was the only benefit that I saw about episode six. Mm-hmm. Episode five was the ultimate cliffhanger that they could have left and then chose to reveal Sam as Captain America in the movie. Mm-hmm. I felt that was that was just me. Okay. I felt like episode six could have disappeared. Nobody would have gave a shit. But you know what I'm saying? Carly could have been on about her business. Zemo had just got arrested. Sam opens up a briefcase, lights out, don't yeah. see him until the movie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But and Isaiah had that impactful dialogue. Yeah. So necessarily, when you look at it from that context, you're like, okay, we could just leave this here and be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what episode six have to, had to happen, and you had to find <laughs> out about good old Sharon Carter. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna bring bring that up too. Uh, uh, we mentioned a Sharon Carter earlier, and you know, in this in this episode, to the surprise of no one, uh, she revealed herself to be the power broker. You know, the, which I guessed in episode one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I pretty much got got by episode three. I'm like. I'm like, all right, all right. She's not just hiding out in Madripoor, you know, because she's, you know, a fugitive from the government. She, she's running shit. The, the, right. Yeah. The question is like, how, the question is like, but to what end? Like, she's basically funding the 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 flag smashers. They're basically her pawns, and 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 now and and you know, she, in in the post credit scene, you know, she she gets her full pardon by the government. 
you know, and then as, so- as soon as she's out the door, she's on the phone. She's like, yo, I'm about to write, yo, 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 call, like, line up hey, all yo, your buyers. Yeah. I'm about to, I'm about to like sell the some shit. With, the hell with Super Serum. Yeah. How would y'all like some government information and some weapons? Yeah. But you know who else would want that? You know who else Zemo. would want that? Zemo. Not, not, even, not even necessarily Zemo, because Zemo did allude to the fact that he knew who the power broker was. Mm-hmm. He said that in episode three. Right. But is she the power broker? Oh, are you thinking that this is like another Iron Man 3 Mandarin swerve where, where the person we thought was the Mandarin was? It isn't? could be. Because who... What um, what known alien race of people likes to infiltrate themselves, disguising themselves in true form, and basically uh, try to find themselves in particular situations where they can figure out government secrets, planetary secrets, weapons, technology, and so on and so forth. But a scroll. Scrolls. Scrolls but a go. scroll hmm. is Sharon. Is that scroll. Oh. Which would then bring the link between the two. You, you, you don't know who's... And, and the one thing they said in Captain Marvel was that how would you know... How would you know... I think Nick Fury was asking... Um, uh, Brie Larson. He was asking her basically, how would you know who's a scroll and who isn't? Well, they start acting erratic. They don't act like themselves. Mm-hmm. Sharon isn't particularly acting like herself, unless she's been fully turned. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I mean, it's it, it is a tantalizing thought, you know, to, for, to her, for her possibly being a scroll. I, I I would I would I would slightly disagree by saying that making her a scroll will just make the whole. It would just overcomplicate the formula. It would just make her narrative like too convoluted. I think that in her five years, you know, being you know in in the blip, I think that that radicalized her, making her more cynical and more world weary, and becoming that power broker. Um, to the point where she's stealing treasures from like random places around the world, even like paintings, and is holding museum auctions within her own crib. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that. I mean, who's this? This is Peggy Carter's niece, man. Well, here, here's a here's the thing. Just be just because you're the niece or the uh, the descendant of a, of a famous hero doesn't mean that you're gonna you're gonna continue down that path. I mean, case in point, the Skywalker family. But uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess you, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, she made out with her uncle pseudo boyfriend, <laughs> and then he went back in time. I mean, who knows? Maybe he is watching from the moon. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, yeah. if if secret evasion is real, he is watching from the moon. That that could also be a possibility as well. Steve Steve is still with us. There was no burial scene. Did you see a funeral scene for Steve? No. No. Hey, what? They just said. Yeah, they literally just said like they said it twice in the Steve's show. Steve's not here. Steve Steve. It was like, yo, I thought Steve was on the moon, and it, and, and, and Sam laughed it off twice. True. I mean, I, I know I noticed that as well. But at the same time, it's like, you know, Steve Steve Rogers, like his his story is at an end. Like he serves no narrative purpose at this point. I mean, unless as far as far as I know, unless he's working for Sword in space. I mean, I mean, it's not like he's fighting anymore. Yeah. He's he he's a uh, military operations. He's he's battle strategy. Okay. That's all he is. Okay, I can see that. Cause like, cause my my preferred ending would be him peacefully dying in his sleep. You know that that because that that would be the perfect ending for which him. Which would be which would be great if we saw it. 
True. Yeah. Like, like, and, like if, did Sam go to visit a, a grave site that said Steve Rogers on it? No. Nah. No. They alluded to him. They alluded to him twice, and he like chuckles and shit. Come <laughs> on, bro. He don't even get sad when they bring him up. They literally just said he's gone. Yeah. yeah that's gone. it. Mm. You you that's can say that that, yeah. necessar- that necessarily does not mean death. Right. Mm. We assume that it's death. Yeah. But it's not but there was nothing definitive. Yep. If I left Earth, I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And and plus like, you know, you know, if we, we got a whole funeral scene for Tony Stark, I mean we we have to get a funeral scene for Captain America, you know. Right. So there you go. But Old man, old man, cat plays a role in the comics. Oh, does he? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a couple instances. There's a couple iterations because it's been retconned a couple times. But old man, cat has played a couple roles to where he's so old that he can't fight, or he's so old that he works for Shield, but he's just more so battle strategy. And he mm-hmm. is on the moon in full uniform and everything like that, just basically shouting orders to Nick Fury. Hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. Any particular, any particular, you see, kind of always, you do, you do this, you do this to me, fact. You do this to me. I, 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 look, look, I don't know the particular issue, but I'm going to pull okay. it up. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm kidding for you. I mean, I mean, wow. I mean, Cap, I mean, old, old Steve Rogers, you know, you know, being a strategist. Okay. Okay. I, I, I can see that. I can see that happening. Uh, that'll, that'll, that'll be really cool to see in the MCU Phase 4. Um, let me see. Uh, but I, I will say, like, Sharon Carter, um, like, I, I do want to see, like, how how she's going to clash or perhaps work together with uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Because uh, they're both very... You practice that. <laughs> they're both pretty similar in terms of, like, you she's know... Good at that. You know, yeah, I know how he practiced. Yeah, you know, because they're they're both pretty similar in terms of like being like shadowy right. operatives, you know, with, right. with with massive influence. So I don't know if they're gonna conflict or if they're gonna collaborate, and if they do, to what ends, and how are they gonna mess up, you know, Sam Wilson and and everyone's uh everyone's situation. That's True. gonna be interesting. Yeah. So. Hmm. Um. Didn't you mention last week that he, she was supposed to have a role in the Black Widow? Oh uh, yes, the Black Widow movie. Yeah, Fontaine. And yeah, that what that's what kind of like connects the Black Widow um, movie and into Phase Four somehow. As somewhere. many as many leaks right. has gone out, you, we didn't hear about Ju- uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus like joining the MCU at all until like this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I've like fact they've kept this under wraps. If that's the case and she's in Black Widow, this has been really under wraps. Yeah, because I read that um her like her character was supposed to debut in Black Widow, but it got delayed. So the so Falcon and Winter Soldier became her first appearance. And like I've I read that apparently like the producers had her walk around in like this ginormous like cloak so no one could see her face or know who she was. Until she got yeah. on set to film, it's like, oh snap! There's Julie, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Okay, right. Yeah. And and I think I've heard uh, there was like a podcast where she was on and she said that she wanted to join the MCU. Of course, everybody does. But what? Right. But but obviously Kevin Feige heard and was like, yeah, I'd love to have her aboard. Yeah. And then here we are. <laughs> but. 
man, uh, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I think while you're still looking up uh, Old Man Rogers. I am. Uh, and it, 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 was, uh, it was when he became director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. All right. Oh, perfect role for him. Um, so yeah, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, like I said, um, like, like in, in my view, just in, in summation, I, th- I thought it was a, a very good show. Um, the ending, you know, had, the, had some cracks in its foundation, but it does lead to some very tantalizing questions moving forward. Glad to see, uh, Anthony Mackie, you know, doing his thing as the new Captain America. I also loved, uh, yep. I also love the fact, um, where, where the titles changed. From Falcon and Winter Soldier to Captain America and Winter Soldier, oh, that was really cool. People. Yep. Except yep. It. Yeah, he's here to stay. It's, it's, yep. It's just, it's just, it's just like when Barack was president. That next day, when everybody went back to work, mm-hmm. it was like, don't say, don't, hey, don't pop off in here. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. President's black. Yeah. Got, got your number. All right. We barely, mm-hmm. we barely talk. We, yeah, listen. The Sam Wilson story was so intriguing. Intriguing. We say a goddamn thing about Bucky. Nope. Yeah. Oh man. Yo, real quick about Bucky. Um, I gotta say. Um, first of all, uh, shout outs, shout outs to Io from you know from the Dora Milaje for 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 giving him free Wakandan mental health care by helping him and undo the mental conditioning that plagued him for so many decades, and that was still in him. That was still in because him. Because remember, Zemo said the words, and he's it's still somehow triggering him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then and then Sam Sam had to intervene and say that yo yo Bucky yo yo don't get caught up in that because Zemo's gonna do a stupid head head tilt thing and he's gonna, and you're gonna get, you're gonna get caught up again. Just just stop it. And um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I got a chuckle out of that. Um, also, um, for Bucky, like he had he, you know he um, he he wrapped up his storyline with the old man. Um, whose son that he, whose son he murdered when he was the Winter Soldier, uh, we we didn't see their conversation, but then we did see uh, the old man, you know, at, at at the restaurant with the with the waitress with the with the bartender, and you see and you see um you see the the bartender and and Bucky exchange a brief look before he walks off, and then you saw the next scene where he leaves leaves a bag with it for his therapist, and the therapist reaches into the bag and he sees his book with all the names crossed out. Showing that Bucky has officially moved on, and he's gonna like live his right. life, and then we see him at the cookout, you know, being normal, being happy for the first time, which was awesome. Right. Uh, storyline: Old Man Cap Siege. Siege. Okay. It, it, it's the storyline where uh, Norman Osborn uh, creates the Dark Avengers. Oh. Which is where um, where we kind of where we kind of thought that this this whole thing was kind of like pointing towards where um. There was replicas, carbon copies made of almost all the Avengers. So there was Wolverine, but it was Dakin. Mm-hmm. There was Spider-Man, but it was uh, Agent Venom. The okay. director of S.H.I.E.L.D. at that time was Norman Osborn. By the time he gets arrested, Commander Steven Rogers becomes director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's Old Man Cat. Oh. Okay. Dope. Okay. So the Siege storyline. Nice. All right. So yeah, man. Right. So yeah, so yeah. Shoutouts to. Uh, right. Also, uh, one of the goriest, bloodiest scenes in a Marvel comic book, which okay. you'll you'll enjoy, Victor. Okay. All right. And it, and it involves Sentry and Ares. Oh. Okay. You have my attention. And it's disgusting. <laughs> worse than worse than what Noel did to him in King and Black. 
uh, worse than what Noel did to Sen- no no because because what Noel whatever what pinpointed Noel's uh, trigger that he knew who Sentry was was what Sentry did to Ares and he did the exact same thing to him. Oh, mm-hmm. he was like, I know you, and then yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Victor, 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 I want to get it ready, but 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 like I said, like I said, like I said, Carl, and, and to James, like uh, uh, I'll tell you, like like Carl, I gotta say, like he overhyped the first issue of Absolute oh. Carnage to oh, the point okay. where he was like, oh my god, oh my god, you gotta read this. It's 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 it's, it's a Victor ass comic. It's it's violent. You're gonna love it. It's awesome. I, I I bought the first issue. It was like what seven eight dollars. I'm like, okay, for this price, this better be worth the money. This has to be good. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, I, I I I read the first issue. And I'm like, oh, so that's it. All right. All right, then. I, I wasn't blown away. I, I I didn't hate it, but I wasn't blown away either. And I never read another issue again. And I and I lambasted Carl for whatever since for overhyping it. It's, okay, so don't overhype Invincible for him. And I know you haven't read, read it either. So by episode three or four, you'll start to get that to the good stuff. Okay. But remember, I Invincible crazy. will and always will be a family story. Mm. Oh. It's a family story. I, I'm, I'm kind of getting that. I, I am kind of yeah. getting that. It's, 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 it's a very it's it's big on family. Okay. But there's just a lot of gore and everything like that. Like it's not that 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 indie comic book something is killing the children. That shit is fucking horrifying. Mm. I bought the first issue of that. Continue that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's about to get adapted. So I'm glad you have the first one. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get into Invincible at some point because I also want to read the the comic as well. You must. It's yeah. it's the same thing. To be honest, like the animated Invincible's animated series is probably a lot more comic accurate than a lot of series that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know that a lot of comic series, movies, TV shows in general, do not want to be predictable. Yeah. They don't want people, right. they, they don't want people like you and me going ooh 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 this is the part right here this is the good part right here. Yeah. So that's why you start to see like most of the race bending start to happen, most of the switch up from male to female characters are starting to happen, uh replacing characters within that story sequence like we saw in Infinity War where Hulk crashes through the Sanctum Santorum when it was really Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Yeah. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Those type of things they don't want to make too predictable. Yeah. Invincible was kind of like almost to the T. Like, I knew what was going to happen in episode seven because I've read that book yeah. when it was when it was called We Have to Talk. I was like, oh, this is when like and I was like, OK, <laughs> OK. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll, I'll definitely get into the show, um, you know, uh, at some point soon. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, gentlemen, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, any other final thoughts y'all like to add? Um, it just got me looking forward to what, you know, phase four has to offer. Like, 
from starting with WandaVision, it's just like I was curious, but then by it, see episode four, you got me. Same thing with Falcon Wayne. So the episode one, I'm like, all right, what's going to happen? Because like I knew, like I knew we was gonna get somewhat of the basic Marvel formula for this one. Mm-hmm. But I was still, but I it didn't disappoint. It wasn't nothing boring to me. Exactly. Uh, it is just a uh, proof, time and time again, that Marvel knows how to push the envelope with their storytelling. Uh, regardless of how episode six ended to the point that wasn't even my liking, it created a buzz on social media because it was a black Captain America for those people that did not read the comics and then all of a sudden went into the hoopla because Marvel is now put into perspective that they know how to play with their marketing. Mm. They tease shit. They put Easter eggs out there. We tease shit. We put Easter eggs out there. We put the hints out there to the public. We're doing self-promotion for Marvel uh, as much as possible because they're giving us the content that we have. They put little things in the corners of their sets to the point where somebody creates a theory around something and and totally throws us off. Yep. Throws away from the storyline. We're guessing one way. Their their story is going a whole nother way like it did in WandaVision. Everybody was Mephisto, 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 House of M, House of M, House of M. None of that shit happened. Still made for an excellent series. Mm-hmm. This one did not even know Isaiah Bradley was going to be in this shit. I mean, we figured we were going to get Eli Bradley, but we did not know we were going to get e- Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we see him in episode two, people, I, I remember being stunned. I paused it and I paced in my kitchen <laughs> for like a minute and then came back and then started it again. Like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Like, they're actually like, bringing Isaiah Bradley out, mm-hmm. like which was amazing to me. But the thing is, you know, now that we have spent our money and invested in Marvel by putting dollar signs into Disney Plus streams and movies for 10 plus years, they now have the know-how and the dollars to put mainstream characters and their B-list characters that are just as pivotal in the series to shock the crowd. Yeah. And it's dope. It's dope. And and, and the thing is, I'm so upset DC can't do the same thing. <laughs> I get out look, I see your faces both y'all with. <laughs> I like, yo, I I this is the thing. People think that we hate DC. I, I love, want DC to win. Yeah. I, I'm a DC fan. People yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, People continue to be like, yo, y'all motherfuckers hate on DC so much. It's like, y'all some Marvel fanboys. They're like, no, no, no. Um, I, I, I rep the red brand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I would like to see. I would like to see I DC want them to win. Mm-hmm. I want them to win. I want But I will go with, I'm, I'm red oh, brand since I was a kid. Since I was little. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You look like, look, I'm looking at your wall and I'm looking at your shirt. Now look at the back yeah. behind you. Yeah. Like, oh, it's mostly, yeah, I'm mostly, my, you see mostly Marvel. I have a few DC comics, right? but I'm mostly Marvel. I'm a Marvel guy. But, you know what I'm saying, in, in ordinance, like, the thing is, I want everybody to win. Like, yeah. the fact that Image Skybound has Invincible running the gauntlet right now is right. dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like now, Image is put into play. I mean, Image, Image actually has been put into play for a little bit. Spawn has had had, had their run. Of course, it, there's supposed to be a Spawn movie coming out 
sometime soon, Lord knows what yeah. Who knows when? But the thing is, I want everybody to get their shine. There's some dope ass comics outside of Marvel and DC that see. do not know know about. You know what I'm right. saying? Like when I'm right. talking like, like when I was talking about something is something is killing the children. That's a dope ass comic book, and that's going to get adapted probably as a horror movie. But yeah. <laughs> um, there was one that came out like years ago. My comic book guy told me to get. He was like, "Listen, grab this. It's supposed to be adapted into a TV show. Still, nothing happened with it. Right. It's called Briggsland. It was a. It's a uh, dark horse promotion. Yeah, uh, dark horse story. Look, you 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 will find some of the best told stories that you do not think were comic books, but they were. Road to Perdition, Tom Hanks. Right. Gangster Flick, comic yeah. book. V for Vendetta, comic book. The Crow, comic book. Comic book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, History of Violence with yeah. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Excellent movie, comic book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, people don't know about that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? These are all comic books. Like, some of the best adaptations brought to the medium fold between comic books to live action are built from comic books. I mean, we can do Tolkien and George R. R. Martin all day. Those are excellent epic fantasy. They're, they're, they're te- they stand the test of time. Yeah. But we're talking about 22 pages in a single issue, you know what I'm saying, that, that get brought on the screen and is generating billions of dollars. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can't get no better than that. And, and, and right behind them, anime and manga. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the, 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 look, the way that Dragon Ball Brawly a couple years back when it hit the theaters and just recently number two in the box office, Demon Slayer mm-hmm. was number two in the box office. If anime just gets it in their head that they can do movies more, the motherfuckers go make bank. Yeah, They have no idea. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there were some popular animes that came out uh, in recent years like uh, one of my favorite films was uh, Your Name, which came out in 2017. Yeah. That was like a huge moneymaker in, in Bro, Japan and worldwide. When they brought out, Bra- they put Brawley in theaters for a month. And they said it was only going to be in theaters for a month. And this is before COVID. This is no, I'm putting this out because it's the pandemic or anything like that. Four right. weeks. Mm-hmm. It made mad though. Yeah. Because there's millions of Dragon Ball Z fans. Yeah. Listen. Mm-hmm. When I first met you, when I first met y'all, like officially met the party nerds, it, mm-hmm. I went down to New York Comic Con that year. Mm-hmm. You wasn't there, but like I get to Times Square, like that's where I got off the bus, and Dragon Ball was everywhere. Yeah, in Times Square. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, at New York Comic Con, they had a freaking just a Dragon Ball display, probably like the size, like probably like the size of like. Two of my two of the houses in my neighborhood. Yeah, this is the thing. Giving up for this probably movie. Like, there was a point in time where Comic Cons used to be Star Trek conventions. Right. Only Star Trek conventions. Like Star Trek conventions used to be all over the nation, and they only had like a little bit of comic books. Mm-hmm. They allowed people to come in and do their little like dollar bins and everything like that. Be like, oh, okay, well, since this looks like one gigantic nerd fest, we'll let you guys bring your comic books in. Comics took over Star Trek conventions. They're no longer called Star Trek conventions anymore. They're just Comic Cons. Yep. Right. Now when you go to Comic Cons, there's way more goddamn anime than anything. 
There's anime booths, there's anime video games, there's anime cosplay. Bro, everybody is dressed as an anime character. It's almost overshadowing the comic books. (laughs) (laughs) To to the point now that anime has their own cons as well. But, bro, when I tell you this younger generation, how they're picking up on anime and where how they're grasping onto that the way we did the comics it's 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 good to see but bro it's overtaken up shit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's an amazing thing um yeah man but uh motherfucker man i tell you we we catch a friend it's like a wave it's like <laughs> yeah yeah nerd, nerd, culture, nerd culture is pop culture yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's 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 as mainstream as it gets now you know, it's apple pie, baby. It's yeah. American as apple pie. Yeah, yep. absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, man, as we yeah, as we wrap up here, uh, uh, James, once again, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Always good to be here, man. Yeah, oh, it was fun. And uh, and yeah, as we wrap up, uh, uh, yeah, tell the good people where they can find your show. Uh, you can find me uh, on the Party Nerds podcast for one. Uh, you can find me on Grandmaster Facts IG. You can also find me, uh, my podcast, my solo podcast is The Facts Project, uh, where I talk to a boatload of black indie comic book creators uh, that are pretty much kick, uh, getting their Kickstarters involved. And this gigantic collection behind me are all black indie comics uh, to where these people are fledgling. They're just starting out. They're all over the country and they're putting out solid products from Concrete Comics, Stranger Comics, uh, Dream Fury Comics, Ray Comics. Ray. We had TJ Sterling on. TJ is is a, is a good brother, man. And he yeah, actually, he actually has another Kickstarter starting up in I think a, a month from now. So that that should be dropping real soon. So there's just a lot out there. For one, it's a it, it's a reasonable altitude that uh, a, a lot of us have read. Uh, a lot of comics, but it's just good to see a lot of a lot of cats out here that are actually creating the comics that I want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 a lot of these guys work for Marvel and DC. Some of these guys have gone on to work for Marvel and DC. So this, this right. that's good. Yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. Nice. And uh, yeah, and you can find our our show Codex Prime Podcast. We're live every Tuesday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find us on uh, on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, iTunes, where you can hit us up with a five star review, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, Podbean. We're pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you'll find our show. Um, and you can find us on social media: Twitter at Codex Prime at Codex Primecast and Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. Yes, and tomorrow is the last day for our uh, give for our hip hop Marvel hip hop cover giveaway. Yep. So tomorrow I'll be posting up the last cover, and then Thursday I'll be going on live to do a uh, do the uh, final drawing. All right. So guess the cover correctly, enter the win. All right, absolutely. So yeah, uh, thank y'all for watching. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in in the comments. Um, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.